The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. In today's episode, I'm going to confess. Yay! So what am I going to confess about? Well, I recently started to flare up. That's right, despite my wonderful perfect stress system, I began to feel symptoms of an ulcerative colitis flare. And I'm not sure if there was any blood involved, not to be gross, Probably microscopically there was, um, but I experienced the same familiar cramping, and I just know from experience that I was beginning to flare. And I stress the word beginning because experience has taught me that there's a small window in which I can bring the flare under control on my own, which I did, thank God. So it did not develop into a full-blown flare, and I did not need intervention, specifically acupuncture which would have been expensive, although I would have gladly uh, gladly paid the money. Now, for a few days, I did take some non-steroidal medication that I, I've had lying around for years. I just popped a few pills here and there. Uh, I didn't take it with any regularity. Uh, but boy, I was reminded of how painful the cramping can be. This is not your normal cramping. Um, it's not a sharp or pulsating pain. It's a, a deep debilitating, you don't want to mess with this type of pain, pain. Uh, And I got a little taste of that a couple weeks ago. Uh, But I want to address what happened because, well, number one, I always want to be open and honest about, you know, what the perfect stress system can and cannot do. And there's a teachable moment here that I want to share because I know uh, it'll have some value to some of you listening Which, by the way, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you all for listening. I don't think I thank you enough, so I want you to know how much I appreciate your support, and I hope you find some value in each episode. I know not all episodes are created equal. Uh, Some are better than others, Uh, but I am working hard to improve each week, including, and I know I had mentioned this before, but I am feverishly working on interviews Uh, And I may have my first interview to share next week. No promises, uh, but I'm very eager to get these interviews going because it's going to bring more depth and color to the podcast for sure. And these aren't going to be your usual, well, what I consider boring interviews. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be asking the questions that no one else asks, but that I believe you want to hear the answers to. And I'm also not going to drag these interviews out. They're going to get right to the point. They're probably going to be longer, I'm sure, than these monologues are, uh, but not hour-long interviews. If they are that long, I'll be splitting them up into different episodes uh, because I've gotten good feedback on keeping the episodes to around 10 to 15 minutes, and so I want to continue doing that. But anyway, back to the matter at hand. So keep in mind that flare-ups don't just happen out of the blue. They take time to develop. One stressful day or bad night's sleep won't automatically trigger a flare. Uh, And there's always going to be days that I don't get great sleep. I'm a light sleeper. 
I've got allergies and allergy meds don't, you know, work so well for me. Sometimes I'm just restless too. But in this particular case, by the time I realized that enough consecutive days have gone by without good sleep, it was too late. And that's what's so frustrating about this because I should have seen it coming. After all, that's what uh, chronic stress monitoring is all about, right? Knowing how close you are to triggering symptoms on any given day, that's what I advertise. Well, everything hinges on making proper assessments. You only have three options to choose from, so you have to make the right assessment. And one of the challenges is the marginal cause. Was my sleep the higher end of not well or the lower end of well? And the bottom line is that I did not follow my own advice, which is, as a general rule of thumb, if you have to ask yourself the question, if you're stuck between choosing two different assessments, then always go with the worst assessment. And when I think back in hindsight, I was asking myself that question, but most of the time I went with the better assessment. And I include examples in the online course that I'm working on about this very scenario. So shame on me for not following my own advice. Uh, But one thing I did do is put an item in my backlog for future product development on the My Stress Alarm app to add a note in the pop-up box when you're uh, assessing your sleep that if you're stuck between choosing two assessments to pick the worst one. So that's, that's a pretty easy, low-tech solution to have that constant reminder there. And had I done that, I would have not found myself in the position I was in. Anyway, uh, no sense crying over spilled milk. Uh, but this is a perfect example, uh, reminder, of why the government has such strict guidelines on what you can and cannot say in advertising. You can't say that something is a cure or even a treatment. It's true, since 2007, I have not had a a full-blown flare. Uh, Whereas before that, I flared up every year, sometimes more than once a year. And from 2010 on, I have not taken any daily maintenance dose of uh, meds. Uh, And there is no doubt that the perfect stress system and chronic stress monitoring is the main reason for that. But it's important that everyone understand that I still have ulcerative colitis. I just don't trigger it, but it's there. And if my stress level should uh, creep up to near my stress threshold number, be it from just working too hard or, in this case, my sleep being out of whack, I will flare up. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I don't want people to read too much into what I say as if I'm claiming I have some cure, because I don't. And I do get criticism sometimes on social media when I share my story uh, because people say, don't say you don't take meds because then some people will think it's okay for them not to take their meds. And of course, I never say you shouldn't take your meds. And I do take every opportunity to remind people to always check with their doctor first before making any changes to their existing treatment plan or starting any new treatment. But anyway, this is a good opportunity to go through the limitations and caveats of the perfect stress system, starting with the fact that chronic stress monitoring is not exact science. So there's always going to be some margin of error. And at least in my case, I found there to be a a delayed reaction of sorts uh, between the time I begin approaching my stress threshold number and when I actually start feeling symptoms. So one thing that I do 
especially right after completing some significant task, which I tend to sprint to the end. Um, even if I haven't felt any symptoms to that point, I always take a break for at least a couple days after because I anticipate that wave coming, my body's delayed response. So I can offset that by planning on strict relaxation for a couple days immediately following that surge in workload. And anticipation is one of the many benefits of chronic stress monitoring. Anticipation. Anticipate. Isn't that um, Carly Simon? Yep. I always get her mixed up with um, um, Carol King. I always get those two mixed up. But uh, anyway, I digress. And I know, don't quit my day job. But... Um, but I get this argument all the time, including from coaches. What if you don't have any wiggle room in your schedule? Just monitoring is not going to help. And yes, I understand that long term, you need a more proactive strategy, a more sustainable lifestyle where you're not always hovering near or around your threshold number. And that's where the sustainability matrix planning and trade-off plan comes into play. But simply having the ability to anticipate a flare can help tremendously. Now, another caveat I'd like to mention is that the system only works well within certain parameters. So just like BMI, uh, body mass index, would indicate that a very short, stocky, muscular man is obese because the height and weight combo falls outside of you know what is considered quote-unquote normal. If you're working extremely hard, burning the candle at both ends, maybe getting like four hours of sleep a night for the last few nights, you could be much closer to your threshold number than your stress scores indicate. And that's already assuming you're filling out your assessments correctly, which in my case, I wasn't. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in, and if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best. <laughs>